Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, I've been thinking about boys, pause, boys, pause. What a great intro to this movie. What a great (laughs) intro. And that laugh on the other end, you might know her as the production and community manager at Kind of Funny. She is the movie bros herself, Christmas in December, Joey Noel. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I haven't gotten to talk about movies in a while. I know. You haven't you guys. Yes, I'm pumped for you to be here with us, especially for this, because this is a hell of a movie. I mean, we are reviewing, if you guys don't know, you probably saw the title, but we are uh, reviewing Emerald Fennel's uh, Promising Young Woman. But Joey, how are you? I'm good. This is the perfect time of the year because this has been my, like, one of my most anticipated movies all year since that first trailer dropped. So the fact that it's actually here and it's actually coming out this year, which I had very, very low expectations for is... Yeah, I know, because it was originally... Eric, I mean, we talked about this um, uh, a couple times, but you saw this way back in February, March. Yeah, late February, early March, because there was a plan to do a press junket um, because it played at Sundance and got a lot of acclaim and people were talking about it and Focus Features was really excited about the movie. So they were going to do kind of like a, you know, an international rollout of the film early on for press. So yeah, they screened it back in the end of February. Um, and I remember that press hit. day when uh, I was talking to a couple fellow critics and they were like, when does this come out? And I was like, oh, it's supposed to come out in April. Like, why are they screening it now? Mm-hmm. And after watching the movie, I was like, <laughs> oh, man, this is going to cause, you know, a lot, quite the discussion, controversy for some. But it's going to be one of those movies that is fun to talk about and exciting and kind of really analyze, you know, what's going on in the film. And I think that this is a... Um, a such a, a a major achievement in terms of a directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just wild to me because then COVID hit and then it got pushed. Obviously, to like uh, it was off their calendar for a while. Now it's coming out December twenty fifth of this year. Um, I think it's going through the Universal Focus Features like seventeen day theatrical window kind of thing. So it is playing you know, in cinemas, wherever the hell that they're open. Uh, And then we'll release, you know, on VOD probably in early January. But then that'll be almost a full year since it premiered at Sundance, which is pretty wild. But Eric, you've seen it twice now. And then, yeah, Joe, you haven't been on screencasts in a while. So it's it's exciting for you to... I know, we've switched. Now it's all Mandalorian stuff, which is not necessarily my cup of tea <laughs> uh, yeah. though apparently this season's supposed to be really good it is um, very so good yeah. we, we tried to pitch it to nick when he was on conversations which you guys can check out right now um joey's going to be doing an episode of conversations which should be up right now we're kind of doing this out of order so you could probably go <laughs> listen to that right now too mm-hmm. um but yeah we talked about that with nick uh with this season of mandalorian tried to pitch him on that but this is about promising young woman as i mentioned directed by emerald fennel starring carrie mulligan Bo burnham allison brie clancy brown jennifer cool uh coolidge uh laverne cox uh connie Britton, uh adam brody max greenfield christopher mince plots uh did i mention molly shannon already i think i might have no uh alfred molina we're going to talk about some spider-man news probably on conversations as well so doc ock is in the movie as well so many what a what a cast but eric kick it off what is promising young woman yeah so promising young woman is the feature-length directorial debut of emerald finale who also stars in the new season of the crown as camilla parker um this yeah this is this is her 
her uh, feature-length directorial debut. She's done a couple of shorts beforehand, one of which there's a nod to in the movie that we'll talk about a little later. Um, but it stars Carrie Mulligan as Casey, who is a med school dropout. And we see her going to clubs, sort of prowling and stalking the typical kind of what you'd expect bro type and taking or letting them take her back to their place and things happen. And what this movie is, is basically subverting your expectations with the revenge thriller in ways that, you know, you haven't seen before, but also encapsulating it in a me too era in a way that I think, you know, is very much of the time and sort of skewering um, pop culture and gender types. And also just looking at hypocrisy within institutions and, whose opinion and whose point of view we favor in a situation where, you know, a conflict arises. And I think that this is a really, really well done piece of filmmaking with an incredible performance from Carrie Mulligan, who reminds you that, you know, she is the, the the breakout star of movies like An Education and Never Let Me Go and things like that. It's it's truly a uh, powerhouse performance. And Joey, you said it was your most anticipated film of the year. So I want to kick it to you first. Did it live up to those expectations? And what did you think? Oh, <clears throat> I think it definitely did. I think it's a little bit easy to say that it's my favorite movie of the year, just because it's been a little bit of a <laughs> weird year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it hits for me in that I love Carrie Mulligan and she knocks it out of the park. The vast array of like casting in terms of like the different men that are in this movie hit on like so many different levels. Like Chris Lowell's in this and I loved him like yeah. in glow going back to when he was on private practice, like all of those things. Adam Brody has, uh, is in it. And obviously I love the OC and ready or not. And like uh, Bo Burnham has like such an incredible performance in this too. That compared with, or that with the music that they use in this movie is so good. And like the different scenes and the way that they kind of change up some like popular music is really good. And the, visual like i guess cinematography like the color poppiness of it is also so good and it just seems like this is a very joey movie and the last time i got this excited about a movie was um bad times with the el royale which i did not like so it's been really nice to have a movie that i've been like super super hyped on from the trailer that has like really resonated with me I love that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you where this is the first movie this year. I, again, weird year. I'm with you, Joey. Um, I would also say that it's probably my favorite movie of the year. And I just, it's the only movie this year I had like a visceral giddy reaction to while watching and everything that Joey just mentioned from like the style and the cinematography, the color palette, the casting, Carrie Mulligan, just being a total like chameleon here. Uh, it just like, and just losing yourself in her performance and just, the music choices i put the soundtrack on today and i just remembered that there's like banger after banger and every music cue in the movie i'm just like holy fuck this is perfect and like every i'm such a geek when it comes to like um style in a film where like eric knows this and like if you put like sort of chapter titles and like a cool title sequence on a movie where it has like the copyright at the bottom i'm all in right away so I, immediately with eric mentioning the boys song at the beginning um with these you know um you know uh like finance bros dancing in this bar and stuff like that from the minute it opens to that title splash to you know the chapters which i don't want to give away how you know those play out but there's kind of like chapter titles 
titles as as this kind of goes on and just it's the movie's oozing with style and i just feel like carrie mulligan absolutely kills it and it is one of those movies where you will have a visceral reaction to i feel like and um it is going to get people talking uh one way or another and i think it will be a divisive movie but um i think it has a lot going for it and i just feel like it is just oozing with style and is so utterly entertaining and the more i thought about it the more i just wanted to watch it again and the and the more i wanted to talk about it with people because like and there's some stuff we obviously won't covering this because we want I, I really do believe that you should go into this movie as blind as possible maybe you watch that first trailer like back in you know i think it was what january or something uh, mm-hmm. i think it came out yeah. um it, it, i i forgot most of it i just knew that that trailer was dope and i wanted to see this movie and uh, i've gone back and watched those trailers a few times just to spark my memory before this uh review and i'm like oh fuck don't watch those just go in and just watch this movie and let it like engulf you and just it, it's so fucking entertaining and it's just like the casting like you said like Bo Burnham is perfect the chemistry with him and Carrie Mulligan I thought was fantastic um, I just love Bo Burnham as a comedian and as an actor and a director um, and then just everyone you mentioned Joey I just feel like is so perfectly cast as like this nice guy scumbag in each one of those things like <clears throat> Christopher Mintz Platts is just so perfect in that's oh my scene. gosh yeah and, and it, it's perfect in a way that will make you uncomfortable. And the whole movie, I think, will make people super, super uncomfortable. But that is the intention, right? And it drives home its point. It knows what it's trying to say. Um, it's, it's, you know, thesis statement is right there in your face. There's nothing necessarily subtle about it. But um, I think it needs to be that. And it is that, like, gut punch that I think this era kind of needs. And it is that movie, I'm going to say, is like a must watch for like anyone, even if you're going to be like, oh, fuck, that was way too much. Or I don't know. But Eric, you, you your turn. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree. I mean, like, it's it's one of those films that's very expressionistic in it, its style specifically. Like, you can tell that Fennell is is a fan of Pedro Almodovar um, uh, with the composition, specifically with, you know, bright colors. It, she seems to use a lot of blue in this. I really love, there's one shot of Bo Burnham and Carrie Mulligan, and in the backdrop of the coffee shop that she works at, um, there's yeah. like this blue tapestry. And the way that that's framed feels like it's right out of something that Pedro Almodovar would have done, you know, in, in talk to her or something like that and it's so beautiful and 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 sort of just kind of you get entranced by it and it's kind of fun to watch that kind of scene and there's weird like almost like musical numbers in there as well um and as you're saying like the relationship between bo burnham's ryan and carrie mulligan's uh Cassie is 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 fascinating to watch because it's a very complicated one as you start to learn uh you know what Cassie is doing and and sort of how that relationship evolves and it's just it could have gone in a completely different direction and a more predictable one but you know again the the writing of this movie knows what it's doing it's angry it's aggressive but it has something to say about what's going on now in that kind of broish kind of culture and it you know holds people accountable and it's not just guys like it holds you know women accountable as well for complicity and uh, and and those kind of things and and I found this movie to be you know just a fascinating piece of filmmaking that will kind of 
you know, we'll look back on this and be like, okay, this is a film that, you know, kind of defined what was going on culturally, you know, at the time. And there's, again, you know, there's a lot of nods to filmmakers, like you mentioned Christopher Mintz-Plass, like his, uh, you know, den is covered with Fellini posters. And then, you know, as, as uh, Casey's going out on a date, uh, her parents played by Jennifer Coolidge and uh, Clancy Brown are sitting and watching, uh, Charles Lawton's Night of the Hunter with Robert Mitchum. And it's a funny kind of pun because it's like she's going out on a date, but she's also kind of, you know, a hunter at night. And again, that movie is also very stylized in a similar manner where, you know, like it's it's kind of atmospheric. But I don't know if you guys felt it, but like that first act, because I wasn't sure what the tone was completely going in had a little bit of anxiety. Like there was this kind of feeling of like, oh, is this going to become like a horror movie? Is this going to become like really uh, violent and bloody? And is there going to be kind of almost like a jump scare? And then like, even when we see, you know, the opening title sequences, you mentioned Matt before that, right before that, the kind of, you know, the stare down between her and the construction workers, like that scene is so fascinating to watch because again, it plays out in a way that you're not expecting it to. Yeah, I mean, Joey, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on that, but I, I, Eric, and I think you might have mentioned it earlier. Of like, it's sub- I, I don't love the saying, but it does consistently subvert your expectations throughout the whole movie, and I think that's why I, partly why I, I really, really do love it because I went in not knowing what the fuck this movie was. Like, I kind of had an idea, but it completely, like, it, it's to what Joey said with, um. Oh my god, I'm blanking on the movie you said that you were pumped for that uh Bad Times uh, at the El Royale. Bad, bad yeah. Times at the El Royale. You go in with a certain um set of expectations to a movie and I think that can go either way where uh, you know you can we can all be tricked by great marketing or a great trailer or something like that and you go in with a certain set of like okay, I think I know what this movie is or this is what I want this movie to be. And with Promising a Young Woman, I think I was kind of what you're saying, Eric. I went in going like oh, maybe this is a more straightforward revenge kind of movie where she's going back and like murdering these guys as she takes them back and things like that. And this isn't spoiling anything, but that's not necessarily how the movie plays out. And I think that's to it. The movie is much better than anything I could think of at every moment when I'm watching this movie and I went, oh, this is probably what's going to happen. I was completely wrong or even what I wanted to happen didn't happen, but it was so much better than what I even had in my own head. So I felt like I did have that sense of anxiety in that first, you know, opening kind of bit where I'm like, what, what is she doing like here? And then even when you find out right away, you're like, oh, that's so interesting. As as you dive deeper into it, you're like, oh my God, that's even more, that's way better than just, you know, what I thought was going to happen. And then I just love her character throughout the whole thing of just being always two steps ahead of everyone and being so intelligent and knowing exactly what she's doing at all times. And just, uh, um, outsmarting everyone to the point of like really driving home, you know, the message that she's trying to um, and what the movie is trying to do. But Joey, I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, I think the movie does a really good job of kind of keeping you are keeping you on your toes because it does balance in some like weirdly like fun scenes yeah. and moments that are almost off putting because of the setting that they're in, in terms of like you kind of you can see what she's doing and um, how things are playing out. And it's like, it feel it's nice to have that break in that like moment of um, <clears throat> kind of where you're not feeling so stressed. Um, I think, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. The more now I haven't been able to talk about it with that many people. We watched it with like a few people at our house, but 
it's yeah it's just her it's they do a really good job with her character of showing what her motivations are but then also showing like different sides of her that haven't it's seemingly like she hasn't really explored lately because she's kind of been had a one-track mind um so it's been fun to see her i don't know just her relationship with Bo burnham is so good um, and and how that, yeah, the whole time I was just screaming, please don't be a dick bag. Please don't be a dick bag. Um, and I just loved, and the movie that's again plays into that of just going like, oh, you want, like, he, you love their relationship and just the chemistry that they have. And then that kind of leads into, yeah, each one of these moments that you're kind of seeing her take down these other people. Like, I just felt like each one had its own kind of personality to it, too, and an evolution of both her character and her relationships with other people in the movie. And I just felt like i mean from everyone like there is a certain suspension of disbelief i think if i'm getting into certain like criticisms of the movie of um i I love the stuff with bo burnham but like as she kind of goes through and you know starts ticking these things off and doing these certain events uh, certain things i'm like okay i understand why she would get away with a lot of this but there are moments where i'm like i just you kind of have to just let it go. Okay. It's a movie. And I understand that you want this character to get away with what she's doing or specifically with Connie Britton's character where I'm just like, huh, I don't know if that would have like totally (laughs) worked out the way that it does in the movie. Um, But then I was so, I just let the movie kind of, like I said, kind of overwhelmed me where I'm like, all right, I can kind of let that go and focus on, uh, uh, you know, what I re- really, really love about it. But um, yeah, going back to the relationship with Bo Burnham, I just like, I, I think he he's such a good actor and just such a charming guy that I think he is so perfect in that. And just seeing them together throughout the whole movie and how that relationship progresses is like so interesting. And self-deprecating yeah, too. Like that's the other thing that I found interesting with the relationships and, and all, and like sort of, you know, how Casey interacts with people, like even the stuff with, with Clancy, Clancy Brown as her father, like you can tell that like he cares and he's concerned, but he's also kind of emotionally inert a little bit. Maybe, you know, he grew up in the 1950s where, you know, at a time where men kind of were supposed to, you know, hide their feelings and be more internalized, but he can also feel like I need to, I should be doing something, but I'm not sure. And there are moments where it's like, they just have like, a scene where they just kind of pause for a second and then, you know, it's like awkward, but at the same time, it's like, should I say something? Should I not say something? Should I act? just ask her how, how is she? And then it just kind of dissipates. And I think that those scenes are really fascinating to watch as well. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And um, Joey mentioned the music and like, I, I, there are certain songs in this movie, specifically Britney Spears' Toxic, that drop, when that moment happens, I think is, I just like was jumping off of my couch and being like, this is this rules so hard right now that I like cannot wait to see what happens in this like final act. Um, and I think because they tease that in the trailer, yeah. you're like always kind of waiting for it. So it hits like particularly well when you do hear it. Spoiler. And a lot of movies don't like the trailers usually don't line up, right? Like you'll yeah. get stuff and you'll be expecting something from the trailer and there's no kind of synergy there. And you're like, ah, fuck that song in the trailer was dope. Why wasn't that in the movie? Mm-hmm. There's that there's um, uh, it's raining men. There's a great uh, uh, music cue. Uh, Angel of the Morning is probably the best use of that <laughs> song I've ever seen in a movie. And like, there's just like Joey it's mentioned earlier, Paris Hilton song. Oh God, that scene is great. That <laughs> scene is great. Like, 
I I kind of forgot that that wasn't a fever dream memory that that was like a real song that was out there. Uh, yeah. Oh, the good. early two thousands. I know, but it's there's something catchy about it. I don't I don't hate it. <laughs> well, I was listening to it today, leading up into this because the soundtrack finally came out. I think this week, and I was just like. Man, like it's just so good. But um, I, w- I want to give a shout out to Alfred Molina. That is kind of where the movie, I feel like that scene with Alfred Molina, um, uh, I think is fantastic with Carrie Mulligan. And, uh, and it reunites Molina. the two as well because they were yeah. both in an education he played her father. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I, I really feel like that was an emotional crux to the movie. And you really kind of like, there's so many times throughout where these people show no sympathy. And then when she gets to that, I just feel like, it felt genuine and I just, it, the movie kind of takes another turn there that I uh, was all for. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know guys. Like it's just, I, I can't stop thinking about this movie and I just wanted to watch it over and over again. And unfortunately, you know, our screener only lasted like 72 hours and Joey, you guys, <laughs> you have to, I don't know if you want to tell this story. Oh, yeah. I'm totally happy to tell it. So we got a screener, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago or something. And because Kevin, which is like a, one of my co-hosts on the like movie news TV podcast that we do, new screencast, we everyone screencast kind of funny screencast. Now it's all about Mandalorian. So if you like that, that's the thing that you should listen to. Um, but he had hit me up. It was like, hey, like we should figure out a day to watch this. I have a screener, so I'll come over. I live with another one of my coworkers, Tim. We have like a cool theater room downstairs. Tim has the dopest <laughs> theater. Everyone just it's go really search. Cool. It has like the. The leather recliners and like some of them Atmos have like the cool, yeah, it's yeah. he did a really good job with it. Um, so like Kevin Paula come over, me and G and Tim are here, we're like watching it. Um, and then screener websites and apps and getting it on the projector are always so weird. So we're watching it, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, like it just cuts out, but we're it we're at the very end of the movie. So I was just like, oh, all of us freak out. We're like, what do we do? What do we, like just like moments of panic i am uh, like kevin's trying to figure out kevin and tim are trying to figure out the technical things like can we pull it up on the computer and then put hdmi like doing all of these things instead of casting it from the phone i immediately dm matt and i'm like do you have a screener for this i just need to know how it ends because yeah i'm not gonna just not watch the last like four minutes of this movie it was just panic. Like crisis averted. Kevin found some sort of <laughs> hack and got it working. Oh, yeah. Right? We figured out if we used Google Voice controls, <laughs> we could get it to play even though the app was frozen. So we could do a whole episode on different screening platforms this year. And I <laughs> uh, think that's so inside baseball. That is I like know. so so niche where people are like, you privileged jerks. I, I've never <laughs> used one of these things. But, um, and if, if you guys, I mean, that's the worst time for this movie to shut down to. Yeah. Um, but I, I pointed you to Eric, but then you guys got it figured out anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, final thoughts, uh, Eric, you want to kick it off? Yeah. It, I think it'd also make a really great double bill with Lynn Ramsey's you were never really here, which also is another film that takes the revenge thriller and subverts your expectations because a lot of people thought that that movie was going to be, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and his version of taken, but the way that it plays out with how violence is interpreted in, in Ramsey's film, you know, it, it doesn't give you the satisfaction of seeing the violence. It's the before and after only. And with this, Again, it's playing with tropes that you've seen countless times before, but doing it in a way 
that I think is more interesting than, you know, your typical kind of revenge movie or something that you would label is just like, you know, oh, this is a revenge thriller that's, you know, also kind of a satire on, you know, pop culture and, you know, club, the club scene and, and bros and stuff like that. And it probably will piss off bros who probably will take it, you know, both literally and, you know, personally. Um, but I think that that's a good thing because I think, you know, sometimes you need to have these conversations and this movie is a great conversation starter. Yeah. And uh, I apologize if we felt a little coy during this review, but we really want you guys to kind of just experience this movie without spoiling much of it at all. So I really, I, I, stand by that. I think it's my favorite film of the year. Uh, I think Eric put it perfectly that it, uh, and I said it earlier that I think it will be sort of divisive because it's so in your face and it is so bold. And, um, uh, but the style is there. The music's there. I think the performance from Carrie Mulligan is, is an all timer from her. Um, I just, uh, I, I feel like it will make a lot of people uncomfortable and that is the intention. And I feel like it is a conversation starter. Um, and yeah, I feel like, I mean, as a, you know, a, a young man who, who went to college and things like that, I feel like there are going to be so many people who, and this movie like condemns people who are like, yeah, you might not have been a part of it, but you were a part of it. Um, and there's just going to be a lot of people that maybe don't think they, you know, did something horrible or were part of something horrible, um, but it condemns everyone down to like, you know, the, if you had any involvement in this and I feel like that's the stuff that will like, there's going to be a lot of, you know, husbands and wives or, or, uh, boyfriend and girlfriends watching this shit and you're going to see people squirming in their seat, which is its intention. And I, I'm all here for it. I think it's fucking awesome. And it is the only movie this year where I was like, like if you ask Nevis, I was like yelling at the TV. I was so happy watching this. Like, and it's the only movie there's like a cut, like, I think it's my favorite movie of the year. We watched soul uh, last week, which I think would be up there with this of like two movies that really, I, like I had a reaction to of being like the best movies of the year for me when it comes to these big kind of releases at the end of the year, both out on Christmas day. So I stand by that. I can't wait to talk about it more. Cause I really want to maybe do like, it's a weird movie to say that I want to do a spoiler cast for, but I really kind of do want to do a spoiler cast for it. Um, usually we only do those for like Marvel movies and star Wars and stuff like that. But like that, it, this is my Marvel and star Wars this year. Cause we didn't get that. And uh, I just want to talk about every moment of it so and we're being a little bit more secretive because i want you guys to uh, watch it so anyways that's my thoughts joey go ahead yeah i it, it's just so good i love i love movies that commit to the story and know the story that they want to tell and don't shy away from having those uncomfortable moments and i think this is where that movie really really shines um and it's it's just so good. I think everybody should go watch it. I know that like I'm excited to rewatch it again because I know that there's things that like I've missed or wasn't paying attention. Like I didn't even realize that Night of the Hunter was on. That's what they were watching. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what what other things did I not pick up on and stuff like that? Um, it's just real good. It's real good. Uh, I am going to give it a perfect score, a five out of five. I will give it a four out of five. I think I'm giving it a five out of five. And also, yes, I do Joey. also appreciate that this movie doesn't just like, it also addresses like systems that don't work yes. in places that they're supposed to. So it's a great point. A very like holistic kind of movie. It doesn't even just take down the individual. It also takes <laughs> yeah. down the 
system, which I think is really, really awesome too. Yeah, and, the institution as a whole. Yeah. Like you look at like the university setting specifically and, you know, who gets the benefit of the doubt and how that works. Yeah. And like that is another thing that people should be having more conversations about. So I think yeah. every different sequence, like I mentioned, with each different person person she kind of confronts i feel like brings up a different kind of aspect in a different conversation you could have about you know this entire kind of subject um it's so good everyone uh drop everything you're doing i again we preface this in a lot of our reviews lately i wouldn't as much as i say i love this movie uh, I don't really suggest you go to movie theaters right now. I mean, you can do your own research. You know if it's safe in your area to go. Um, I mean, Eric and I and Joey, you're probably in the same boat because I think San Francisco, the theaters haven't been open like no. at all, right? I haven't even um, seen the in- like even seen the outside of a theater since like March. Yeah. So this our love of this movie isn't necessarily endorsing that you go see it on December 25th in theaters. Uh, my suggestion would be you know what? Stay home right now. You don't need to go to the movies uh, as much as I love going to the movies unless you really know, hey, it's safe in my area and I feel comfortable enough to go do that. Um, this probably will be part of that you know, new deal that Universal struck with AMC and, and different theater chains where I think this will be on demand 17 days or something after it premieres in theaters. So you can wait two and a half weeks and probably see this early January. So um, not an endorsement to go to the theaters right now, but it is a fantastic movie. And I really highly suggest that you guys go see it. Um, Joey, thank you for joining us. This was awesome. Um, everyone go follow Joey at Joey Noel on Twitter. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wasn't sure if there's like an underscore or anything. I've <laughs> no, always forget. Underscore trying um, easy. Go- Go subscribe to Kind of Funny on your favorite podcast service. They have a bazillion different podcasts. Joey regularly appears on Screencast and other things. Um, subscribe to them on YouTube at, at youtube.com slash kind of funny and kind of funny games. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. And until next time, stars are blind. 